I'm sure many of you have heard word karma. Um, this is an Indian Sanskrit language and it's kind of a very, the word karma is very um, um, it's one of those words, the Sanskrit language as a language is a very, very profound language. It's a very, you know, it's a, it's a rich language. Many times the karma is translated as an action, but um, karma can be understood as a result and it can be also understood as the cause. So it's very flexible. Um, okay, for those who are very new, first thing you need to know is karma is basically something to do with the cause, condition and effect. Buddhists don't believe that some almighty creator have created things. Buddhists also don't believe things come randomly. So Buddhists believe that things, things are here like this because of certain cause and condition. I mean, this much is fairly easy to conceive. But the thing is, the philosophy of karma is much, much deeper than this. In fact, many Buddhist scholars would agree that to talk about Buddhist concepts such as shunyata, emptiness, is much easier than talk about uh, karma. Because karma does have a bit of a commonsensical thing. Common sense. You know, and many times, okay, yeah, so it has a little bit of a commonsensical thing, but when you go deeper, like all what we call common sense, most of the common sense are actually quite stupid. <laughs> it's, it, it, it doesn't have a wisdom. I think even the English word, is quite, in English term is quite good, common sense, common people's sense. There's a beautiful story, a Buddhist fable, this is, let me try, if I, uh, let me try to remember. Um, there was a soothsayer who said that to a king that after seven days there will be a rainfall. And after that rainfall, Whoever drink water, they will go crazy. So the king thought, okay, I as a king, I'm the leader, I have to manage the country, so I should not become crazy. So before seven days, because he has a little power as a king, he collects lots and lots of water. After seven days, just as predicted, there was a big rainfall. And then everybody became crazy except the king. But now the problem is, whatever the people think and whatever the king thinks, they are different. So the king can't rule the country. 
So what's the commonsensical thing to do for the king? He has to drink the water from outside and become mad and then he become a good ruler because he can, he has a common sense. So likewise, when we talk about a karma, to the certain extent it has a common sense. But when you go deeper and deeper and deeper, the common sense falls apart. And this is when, this is where some religion would then think about almighty creator. Or a scientist will also come up with other answers such as atom, the big bang, this and that. Just to again come back, because this is a typical subject, so, you know, and then I have the tendency to go everywhere. <laughs> so, we are talking about karma. And karma, simply, very, you know, on a basic level, when the cause and conditions are there, then the result is there. Um, one very classic Buddhist example. If before you come into this room and this does not exist, let's say, this chair, okay? Only this exists and no flowers, none of these. So I come in and sit on this. You will think, what a strange chair he is sitting. You will never think it's a table. But right now there is, you will never think it's a chair. There's many, many cause and conditions for that. One, my butt is not on it. And two, in the school, you must have been taught anything that looks a bit like this is table. And the, thing, the fact that the flower is here, the mug is here, these all cause and condition helps that this is a table. Now if I have a, if suddenly a goat comes in, the goat doesn't think this is a table or a chair, nothing. Goat has his own cause and condition. I don't know what goat thinks. I don't think the goat will think it's flat. The goat is also maybe not bound by this etiquette that it should not put its feet on it. All this flat, round, all this, it doesn't exist in, in the goat's mind. You see, so now the karma, the concept of karma is becoming more complicated. Um, so this must now indicate to you, there's an indication here, which is the real cause and condition, the fundamental cause and condition is your mind. This is what the Buddhists think. So it's, it's the mind, your mind. We, like me, I have been educated to think, think something like this is a table. This is why it's a table. That's how I'm projecting it. This is why when I walk in, I never think twice, where should I sit, here or there? I never think. Immediately my condition I think, this is where I should sit. Okay? So I think for now, especially for the benefit of the, the people who are really new to Buddhism, I think this is enough for me to introduce you to something called karma, but it's it's much more uh, difficult than this. 
Okay, I know our subject is about merit. I'm coming to that. Okay, so where is the merit? What is the merit? So now, okay, let's make the, let, let's make the subject of karma a little bit more complicated. Then suddenly we talk about good karma and the bad karma. Obviously, we, we are human beings because we are talking about good and bad. Because, because we are talking about good and bad. I don't know, the goats have a good and bad. I don't know whether they think, whether maybe they think like it's edible or not edible, something like this. No, I'm not looking down at the goats, please don't no. uh, come to this conclusion. I'm just saying that they have a different world altogether. But right, okay, so we have something called good and bad karma, okay. Now, again, for the sake of the newcomers, for those who are new, let me explain to you. Because now, how do we judge, how do we define something that this is good and this is bad? This, is, this gets complicated. Okay, so generally speaking, generally speaking, anything, anything that you do with an intention of harming others, not, okay, so anything that you do with the intention, all oh, these are important words, huh? harming others. Yeah, actually, let me correct it more. Anything that you do to create, causing pain in others. Okay, this, this is very, on a very general level. This kind of action can be referred as a bad karma. But this is not that easy. Because, you see, as, the, as it indicates, um, you have to know what is pain. For instance, sometimes the small babies, they hold your finger so tight. <laughs> I don't think they know this will make my father or mother painful. Now I should do this. They don't, they, I don't think they, they know. So you need, to know, you need to know what is pain also. I mean, why do we punch somebody? Because, you know, when somebody punch on you, it creates pain. Ah, there's an education, so then you do that to others. I don't know, maybe from Mars, or somebody from Mars, they get more pain if you stroke them with a feather. I was just thinking about my feather. If you stroke with them further, maybe they get so pain. And if you know this is how you make a Martian pain, <laughs> and if you stroke with a feather, you have a bad karma. Okay? But the good karma is the opposite, so I don't need to explain that. Nice. But what I need to tell you is so-called merit that our subject tonight is 
synonymous to good karma. Good karma, merit, same. I'm being very, gen I'm generalizing this a little bit. Okay, now, you will think, okay, so, so is it right that the Buddhist, what the Buddhists are really practicing, you know, what the, the purpose of being a Buddhist is to collect lots and lots and lots of good karma? Is that the real reason? Is no, that the real aim? This is an important question. Answer is no. Very important answer again. Obviously, Buddhist purpose is to. Obviously, Buddhist purpose is not to do the bad karma. Of course, of course. I don't need to tell you that. Yeah, I have to tell you this because there are a lot of people who think, "Oh, you are Buddhist, so, so you believe in karma. You you must be doing some good stuff." You know. And this is important quotation. You, ha you know, those who are new, you should write it down. Maybe you should tattoo it on your body. I'm just joking. This is what Chandakirti said. He said, if you are an idiot, you will do good things. I mean, you will do bad things, bad karma, and go to hell. Okay, that's line number one in case you are thinking of tattoo. The second line is, if you are an idiot and do good things, you will go to heaven. Both idiot, both idiot. Third line, if you are wise, you will go beyond good and bad karma and then achieve the liberation. Okay? So, the bottom line is this, Buddhism is not really, the, the final aim of Buddhism is not to collect lots and lots and lots of good karma, like as in, you know, like making a lot of money, you understand, accumulation, accumulating merit. I'm just trying to get to the bottom of this thing called accumulation of merit. Accumulation, it sounds like a mileage, you know, sort of plus mileage. <laughs> 